right, welcome everyone to another episode of Guards Down. This is Greg Washington, and today I have with me Christian Mattagliani. Christian, how's it going? I'm doing very well, Greg. How about yourself? Good, good, good. If you could please tell us a, a little brief background about yourself. Sure, absolutely. Um, I was born in Clinton, Maryland, uh, Prince George's County area. Both of my parents were federal employees. Mom worked at the census. My father worked at the DOD. So lived there until I was nine. Then we moved to Morgantown, West Virginia, which is where my family is from. Um, ended up graduating high school. I played some college football with you uh, at West Point. I went there for three years. I was academically separated from there. Uh, wasn't wasn't the best um behavior-wise, but uh, got separated from there, went back to West Virginia University, got my mechanical engineering degree, and then came down to Dallas. Um, it's just a good job market down here, and I'm currently uh, running a recruiting firm that helps military veterans find jobs uh, post-service. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we did play football together. That's one of the ways that, you know, we met. Uh, we were actually classmates, so we went through you know, the, the whole spill with 9-11 happening and being freshmen going through all of the military training and, of course, um, and of course football. Um, and so for, you know, everybody has their own paths that they have to go down. And for you to be able to overcome those obstacles and then, you know, shoot, still go to a, a great school and get education, like, that, that's a good bit right, or a good deal. Uh, today, what we wanted to talk about or get into is more so around um, complex grief and, you know, touch a little bit on, on PTSD. Um, Christian here, he wants to just kind of give some words of encouragement to those that are out there, uh, talk through some of the things he went through, and of course, um, you know, how he dealt with them and see if they can help, you know, someone else that's out there. So, uh, Christian, I'll just kind of, you know, let you start to tell, you know, your story and we'll just talk and, you know, go back and forth in between there. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I, I've never diagnosed with PTSD, never served overseas. I, I am a veteran, got my honorable discharge, but, you know, never went through the things that, that, folks like you went through, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, overseas, and things like that. So most of my issues have have been dealing with grief. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it is just life. You know, I, I think, if I think during the times that we knew each other, I, I would tell you that, that my issues really started dating back in college when I got kicked out of West Point. And it was, it was very depressing for me. I'd felt like a failure towards, you know, my family, from my town, from my state, you know, you get you get a chance to meet with the governor before you go. And I, I felt like I'd let down some people who, who didn't deserve to be let down. So I think there was there was that and then just never actually dealing with that and moving forward in my life and experiencing, you know, death. Uh, I have lost both my brother and my father to cancer. Uh, my brother had melanoma, my father had colon cancer, and now my mother is stage four breast cancer. She lives down here in an assisted living facility in Dallas near me, so we still have the opportunity to spend a lot of time together, and she's around my granddaughter. But, 
you know, that death is just part of life, but, but dealing with those issues and again, never really seeking out psychological counseling or talking to somebody who, who would just listen to me. Um, and then after moving to Dallas, you know, things went well down here. Um, but I've had some situations where again, you know, my mother got diagnosed with, with her cancer and I lost the job and I deal with a lot of chronic pain. I have issues in both shoulders, um, as well as, you know, my low back, my left knee and my left ankle all have been graded for surgery by the VA, but they tell me I'm too young, so I don't get it done. So I basically try and deal with a lot of pain management. Um, and dealing with the VA can be, you know, it, it, it's, it's a nightmare. It can be mind numbing sometimes, you know, you don't want the just the pain pills or the antidepressants or the muscle relaxers, you want to go talk to somebody or you want physical therapy or you want pain management and dealing with all that. And I think I'm just at a point in my life now where it's just been compounded. I lost a job in early 2018 that I was, I was in my exit process. I had like six months. I'd been there seven years and wanted to get out of there, but I got let go you know, early on in that process and wasn't really prepared for the transition. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with just general transitions in their life, you know, from one job to another, from single to married, from no kids to kids. You know, there are just so many different transitions. And, you know, again, it's just been life that's hit, hitting me. I'm not going through any more than, than anyone else out there. Um, but what I've recently found that, that has helped me out the most is, you know, making sure that I'm not isolated and, and, and seeking out professional help. It, it, it took me over a year to, to get professional help through the VA in terms of psychological counseling. And I had requested it many times and didn't qualify for it. And unfortunately had to pay for it out of pocket, but it was what was necessary at a, you know, it's just a tough time mentally for me in my life. And, and I would definitely advocate and advise for folks who, you know, they feel isolated, they feel depressed, they're trying to get into the VA, things aren't happening, you know, keep pushing, keep reaching out to folks that you served with in the past, keep pushing, you know, reaching out to family members, the support system that's around you. And, you know, especially if you're dealing with the VA, if, if they deny you, keep going back and asking again, keep talking to the social worker, keep talking to your primary care physician. You've sent me some recent statistics about, you know, suicide among veterans post-military service. And it's, it's heart-wrenching. It's, it's depressing to read those statistics. And a lot of the time, like you kind of taught me in, in the brief to your program, you know, the financial instability, but just the isolation you know, not going out and, and seeking help is what's, you know, getting these, a lot of these guys and gals to, to the mental state in their mind. And I would, you know, be one of the first people to say, just keep asking, just keep asking for help. Keep talking to your friends, keep talking to those who have served with you before. But um, I, I know life. To, to, to kind of start to, to, you know, like dissect, right. This whole part. So, um, Speak on the actual like physical pain. So I mean, you and I, we both played football. You know, our, our whole basically <laughs> more than half our right. life. Right. And so, um, you know, between the the recent studies that come out about CTE and then just the 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 
hits and stuff that, you know, you put on your body. Mind you, know, football is a great sport, has always been a great outlet for, uh, for, for, for me, you know, of course for you as well. Um, but just like any job or any high impact sport that you play, um, you know, there, there, there comes like long-term consequences yeah, to your body. And so, um, understanding that you have those kind of pains, um, you know, kind of talk to us about, you know, how it felt coming from being, you know, a star athlete to, you know, now dealing with shoot chronic pain, right? That's definitely a large part of, you know, I kind of talk about just life that I'm dealing with and, you know, honestly something that, that is depressing to me when I think about it. 100% is, you know, identify this an athlete for, for so much of my life. And then you get to a point in your life where, you know, that's no longer part of your life, but you also, you can't participate in those activities. You know, for me, post-military, the most soothing thing in the world was going out and finding an open gym, playing five-on-five basketball, you know, and just running up and down the court. Didn't have to be competitive. I didn't have coaches yelling at me. You know, I could sub myself in and out, but playing sports, you know, getting out there and playing rec volleyball and stuff like that in when you lose the ability to do that, it's very depressing. And you see it on former professional athletes, you know, people who suffer. I think there was a wide receiver who committed suicide, McKinney, wide receiver from South Carolina a while ago. I can't imagine what the professional athletes go through mentally because they're – I wasn't that great. You know, you were the team captain. You were really good. You may have been an NFL-type caliber. I just wasn't that. I wanted to play Division One football – and Army was my one offer, so therefore that was where I was going to go. I There was no other option for me, and, and there was a drive to do that. And now I'm, I'm paying the consequences. You know, I went in as a 190-pound quarterback, and by the time I left there, I was 245-pound tight end, and now I have arthritis in both shoulders. I have a you know herniated disc at L5-S1. I have no cartilage in my left knee, and, and I've had my ankle reconstructed two times, and now it needs to be done a third time. It's a compounded issue, you know, because, hey, I deal with the chronic pain, but also I can't go out there and enjoy that camaraderie of being on a sports field or a basketball court or just the fun of, of playing volleyball or tennis. I can't do that. And mm-hmm. It's, it's incredibly difficult, and then you, you throw in the fact that the VA wants to – and I don't want to bash the VA. There are some good aspects to it, but there are some also some very inefficient, ineffective you know, modalities that they have, and they'd much rather give you pain pills or antidepressants or muscle relaxers than get you into physical therapy or a chiropractor or getting you to see a pain management doctor, and I think that, that definitely – you know, it, it kind of exacerbates the issue that you're dealing with of, hey, I'm no longer a former athlete. I deal with all this pain on a daily basis. I struggle to sleep. Sometimes, you know, you talked about CTE. I went from, you know, never hitting with my head to hitting with my head all the time. And I used to be a math expert. You know, I, I got an 800 on that math side of my SAT. I can't, I can't do that anymore. You know, that's just the fact. And that's also something you think about, you know, on a not a daily basis but when you go through this so you know being an athlete especially being a a football player at 
at a collegiate or professional level, there are going to be some long-term issues that you're going to have to deal with. And I wasn't prepared at all. You know, I, it's just mm-hmm. not, nothing I ever thought about it. 18, 19, 21, you know, years old. And so, now, now you think about it all the time. Yeah. So you, you, you go through, you know, this, this, the physical pain and then, um, my condolences for, you know, the loss of your brother and your dad and what your mom went through. Um, I know that is very tough because, you know, I myself, uh, my mother, she had breast cancer at one point in, you know, in life. Uh, luckily for her, you know, she caught it early and had the surgery and stuff, right? Um, but you talk about all of these compounding issues that just kind of keep adding up as you go through life. And so um, at what point, well, two parts to it, right? Did you ever recognize any of the bad behaviors that, you know, started to develop because of these issues? And then the other part was, you know, at what point did you recognize that you were stuck in the grieving process, right? Um. Honestly, I'm probably still coming to to the realization with a lot of that. Um, I would tell you, I did take an anger management class in Dallas through through a gentleman, Dr. Carl Robinson, and and he talks about identifying behaviors and and how to realize when you're he called it an anger clock you know basically there's something where somebody else or something happens in your life that that creates an experience and then there's an, a certain amount of time between when you have that happen and when you actually react to it and you need to be owner over that period of time so having somebody else write write it out in a way that made sense for me is probably when it started clicking the most um and it used to be I didn't identify the behaviors until after the fact, and you would have to deal with a negative consequence. And now what I'm starting to transition into after taking these classes, and I'm, I'm currently in counseling. I've been going for, I think, seven months now. Um, and, and, you know, I work through, I think it's EMDR, um, but it's it's kind of like you, what causes you to be angry and, and has triggers for you and identifying that type of behavior. That's stuff I'm all working on now. Um, I've definitely got a lot better at it, but I have a ways to go. Um, so I, I'm kind of lucky in having the support system I do. You know, I got folks like you that I can call on. I got my therapist. I've got, you know, a group of, of really good friends of mine from high school from Morgantown who are down here Um in Dallas, and I also have, you know, I'm lucky to have a sister who's got a PhD in psychology, and she's willing to talk to me. I will say she's a little bit more direct with me because she shares the last name Montaliani, so she has no problem being direct, but it's it's great to have that individual who has that type of educational credentials and, and can, you know, talk you through, you know, you go to your counselor and you get confused, and I can reach out to her, and, you know, she'll talk me through it. It's, 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 it's been a blessing. She's also been trying to help me push me back towards, you know, getting, uh, doing more faith-based stuff, which I would tell you, I was, I was very, very involved, you know, raised Roman Catholic, was very involved in the church up until the, 
point where I got, you know, expelled from West Point. You know, I used to go to church twice a week at West Point. I'm starting to get back into that as well. Um, I think you just have to find something that works for you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I agree, you know, depending on, and this is not to get into a topic of religion, right? But, right. You know, you, you look at different organizations, whether it be uh, religious or, you know, sports-based or whatever the case may be. Uh, but if they have a positive tone to, you know, helping mold your character and helping you identify and find, you know, um, answers that you need and provide that inspiration and motivation, uh, there's definitely some, um, some support in it, right? There, there's right. some positivity to it, right, in, 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 in going. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome that you're, you're looking back into that. Um, I guess for me, I would ask, you know, what would you tell someone out there that is going through what you've been through? Right? Yeah. Um, keep pushing to make yourself better. You know, it's, it's not your fault. There is help out there and, and you're going to have to be active in pursuing that help, but nobody can be a greater advocate for you than you can be yourself, you know, from a, from pain perspective, from a mental health perspective. So, you know, just continue to push, you know, for veterans that are having trouble with the VA, keep reaching out to that social worker, keep reaching out to that primary care physician. If they tell you no, and you're looking for psychological or psychiatric treatment, you keep pushing. If you're not, if you're not a veteran, if you're not part of the VA, you know, seek it out through your own private insurance. If you don't have insurance, you know, find a family member, find somebody who that you've served with before. It's going to take some effort, but but once you get in touch with somebody and they provide that positive reinforcement, it's almost like a weight is lifted off your shoulder. Cause I know there's so many folks out there who are like, I'm dealing with all this crap on my own. I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have anybody to support me. And in most cases, that's, that's not the truth. It's just, you get so mentally wrapped up in trying to help yourself and get yourself better that you almost feel like you don't have the effort to go out and reach out to somebody else when honestly, that's that's probably the best mode. You know, it's problems are bigger than us. Life is bigger than us individually. And and reaching out and asking for the help and being persistent about it that that'd be my biggest piece of advice to anybody going through it. You know, just don't don't try and deal with it alone. Yeah, I know one thing that you know you were you were explaining well, and we we talked about this the other day uh, when I asked you to be on. Um, you were able to define what you were going through, right? Like you took the time out to learn what was ailing you. You know, you, you, you speak on, you know, your back, your L5, your S1, all of those things, you know, you speak on the anger management. And so, I mean, you, you literally went out and did, you know, your, your own research, right? And then the other part to it is you knew something was wrong with you and you didn't, you didn't let, you know, a doctor tell you no, or someone else tell you no. Like, like if you, if you know that you're hurting, if you know that you're in pain, whether it's physical or mental, um, 
seek help until you get it, right? 100%, Greg. 100%. So, Christian, I really appreciate you um, just opening up and sharing. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Um, one of the things from, you know, football is, is when you're on the football field, you, you truly get to know a person, right? right? Because you see them push themselves, you know, past what, you know, you, you normally go through, right? So you, you get to see the good and the bad in everyone. And especially when you're playing on the same team, you know, you're, you're uplifting, right. building each other up. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we go way back and, and absolutely. Brother, you know, I, and I'm super excited that you're doing this. I think there were, you know, there were a bunch of people that I looked up from an athletic perspective, but just from an individual perspective, like as a human being and as an individual, as somebody that I would evaluate as a, as a former leader of, of men and women as army officers, I always looked up to you and Seth, you know, there were two people on the football team that I looked up to that worked the hardest in the weight room, that trained the hardest out on the football field, that, that went the hardest in practice. And I remember junior year, you know, I used to watch Clint Dodson and Brian Zikafus line up across each other on the pads and they'd hit each other, you know, every Monday, you know, full course. And then all of a sudden junior year, that was me and you going back and forth. Right. And I, I just remembered I was proud of that because it was like the captain of our football team. I get to go against them every day in practice. But the reason I say this is I'm, I'm so excited to see you doing this. There, there's nobody who's a better fit for, for this type of stuff to push out to folks. Hey, you're dealing with some shit and, and, and listen to, to help get better. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you know, pot, or, you know, piloting this, this type of effort. So it's all good to see. I appreciate it, brother. I do. All right. um, well, any last words, any shout outs you'd like to give? Um, I know that one of the things you've been working on, right, and, and your attention is focused, has been on you started a business, right? Correct. Correct. So I have my own firm. It's called Hire to Lead. Um, and we work with transitioning military veterans, both veterans getting straight out of the service and what we call CEVs, corporate experience veterans. We, we typically work in a number of different industries. It, it's not really uh, specific to one vertical, but the types of positions, leadership positions, engineering positions, hands-on technical roles, and sales roles at, at all different levels. You know, E4 and above, and, and basically any officer coming out, we offer those services. And, you know, this... There's a number of firms in our in our industry who, who do what we do, and I would tell folks who are going through the transition, I don't want to just shamelessly plug my own company. I want to plug my industry. There are a lot of folks who've been doing this for decades and have placed you know, hundreds of thousands of transitioning veterans. Get help while you're going through that transition. But, but my firm, we, we deal continental United States opportunities, you know, we have your hourly roles for technicians. We got your six-figure roles for, for top-tier leadership and engineering candidates. So so we kind of do it all. And it's definitely something I'm passionate about. My father was 82nd Airborne. I had the opportunity, you know, to spend some time at West Point. And it, it, I'm, I'm excited about it and, and where we're going uh, with the business. So. so that's awesome. And so for all of you Guards Down listeners out there uh, that are – you know, transitioning out the military 
or or out there, you know, rather civilian or, or, or veterans. Um, we now have a a source to connect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. Definitely want to be able to use this network to help each other, right? Because that's that's what it's all about. That, that's why, you know, we have guards down and the overall arching view is iron sharpens iron. Right. Absolutely. You know, veterans being able to help other veterans. Veterans helping veterans. It's my favorite hashtag on LinkedIn and Facebook. I, I, I love the thought process. I just love everything about the veteran community, uh, you know, and what, what we do for each other, uh, how we support each other. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you pushing that out there and I, I'd be happy to talk to anybody who wants help and, you know, kind of teach them just, just how to diversify their portfolio, diversify their portfolio. You know, it's similar to investments, you know, getting out, same thing for jobs. You want to pick something that's going to be incredibly successful. You know, you, you use a lot of resources. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is um, Greg and Christian. We're signing off uh, for all of you out there. Uh, stay focused and stay engaged and, uh, and good luck. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg.